What up, everybody? My name is Pastor Mark Carter, and welcome to the Bible Leadership Podcast, where we want to connect your Bible to your leadership and your leadership to your Bible. Hey, if you're just joining us in this leadership community, thank you so much for being here. If you like what you hear, please like it, share it, do all the things, including leaving a review on iTunes. And you can always find out more and find more leadership content at BibleLeadership.life. Well, today I'm joined by Pastor Brian Davies of Lord of Glory Church in Grays Lake, Illinois, and we're going to be talking about staying power. Sometimes we're so focused on the short term that we fail to take the long view. But Paul said in 2 Timothy 4, 7, I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. And in Acts 20, 24, he said, But I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus. So important to be thinking, even when it seems a long way off, about finishing well. Well, Pastor Brian inherited a church where his predecessors didn't necessarily finish well. And as you might imagine, that had a significant impact on him as he began his ministry. So today, we're going to begin a two-part talk on three heart attitudes for long-term healthy ministry. Let's listen into part one. Hey, man, I've been super excited to get you on, and I know that you have this interest. Not a lot of people know about this, maybe, but you've got this interest in leaders that have fallen. That's a curious interest. Tell us about that. How did that happen? Why is that such a big deal to you? I love ministry. I love what the Lord has given me to do, and I have a goal to finish well, and not everyone who starts finishes. Come on. And I have a goal to uh, finish in ministry, to finish married, and to finish with my kids, being thankful that I was in ministry. And also, I see people around me falling, and I'm like, I don't want that to happen to me, so how can that not happen to me? Also, I serve a church where that happens, uh, where predecessors before me fell in ministry. From hearing their stories and from hearing stories of other people that fell, uh, you get a sense that that was not their plan. Uh, yeah. Nobody goes into it to fall. Yeah. So it's like, well, how do you not let that happen to me? And I think the Lord has revealed some things along the way to me. Yeah. And I'm thankful to share them today. Man, I'm so excited that you are. And I, I agree that is such an important idea for right now, I feel like, when everything is more public mm-hmm. than maybe it used to be. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. Let's, let's tear it apart. So again, we've got three heart attitudes for long-term healthy ministry. Number one is staying plugged in to Jesus through self-care. I think a lot of people would agree with that. A lot of people say, oh yeah, of course, of course you Mm got to do that. But tell us the story, Brian. Why did this become a significant issue for you? Shouldn't this just be automatic for people? Mm -hmm. Well, I think along the way I've learned uh, by the grace of God that when your inside isn't healthy, you're in trouble. And I love when Jesus says, out of the over out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah. So we're not robots that do ministry. We're people. And mm. we're led and fed by the Lord. And it's so important that we dig in with the Lord before we're doing anything publicly. Yeah. I think you know, go into ministry, you go to seminary, you learn a lot about what to do, and it becomes very performance based. And not a lot of soul care can be woven into that. You can Mm -hmm. be so task-focused on getting things done or doing what uh, the Lord has said before you. You forget about uh, the background work that has to be done to your soul so that what you do is healthy. Do you feel like that's kind of how you experienced maybe some of the early years, like through seminary or whatever, that that you were—I mean, I think we all get that. I I think that's a good word. Hey, man, you're not a robot. You're a human 
Was there anything, you know, like a particular season for you where that was maybe what was going on? Well, I think what's interesting is like we're evaluated in ministry as we're starting and even in those first few years in what we do. Like is do what we do, is it making a difference or not? Yeah. When the reality is maybe the best evaluation is how are you doing with the Lord? And then yeah, we'll yeah. see what comes out of that yeah. from your time with the Lord. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I went through a season where you're just so focused on doing well and making people around you feel like you're doing well, you can forget really what arguably I just think the most important thing is, which is your own personal self-care and your time with the Lord. Yeah, bro. I think we need to hear that word again and again because it's so easy with so much to do to just get off track and forget this idea that what comes through me is different when I'm like soaked in Jesus yeah. than when I'm just, I, I can just wear it down to the bone in the flesh, man. I can just keep going, but it's a different quality thing that's coming out. So what were the tensions for you? Like, when did you notice that maybe, uh-oh, I'm in a little bit of trouble? Like, what was going wrong? How did this How did this come to be such an important issue for you? Yeah, I can think back to moments where just in a very busy season of ministry, kind of like the busiest month of the year, and just a lot's going on with family and other things going on too. And I got to church on, a, on an evening service night, and as soon as I walk in the building, three people come to me with needs or concerns or complaints that they had. And it was important for me to be present in that moment and listen to them and provide care for them. And I felt like I wasn't there for them because of what was going on in my head as they were yeah, speaking yeah, these things yeah. to me. And I realized like I had some probably unpastoral things being said in my head Woo. while presenting a pastoral presence to them. And of course, perhaps they saw through it. Yeah. But that's when I realized like what I just went through was not healthy for me. And I can't do that long term. Yeah, it was almost yeah. like hypocritical. Yeah. Like something was being presented, but internally something was behind the scenes that was unhealthy. So that's when I realized, dude, there's some unhealthy things going on in my soul, bubbling up in some attitudes yeah. I have. I got to attend to that or else yeah. that's going to bubble up in more and more ways and in some much worse ways. That's so good. I, I think some sometimes the way I think about it, people are coming to me, to you, to other leaders and it's like they're asking for, hey, man, give me some water. I need I need something from you. I need a word of wisdom or a resource or whatever. And that's really good when my time with Jesus is good. Mm -hmm. it's, it's better water. Mm -hmm. But there's times, like you're describing, when, dude, I think I got some sludge in here, maybe. Um, other than that, this is probably going to kill you and all your kids if I give this to you. <laughs> because inside, like, like you're talking about, we're just melting mm -hmm. down. Clearly, that is the extreme, like, Red alert, you're in the danger zone, right? What are some other places that might show up? Maybe they've showed up for you that are just alerting you. Hey, you can tell this isn't going well because this is happening. Mm. Yeah, I can remember moments where, and of course still living through it, it's a process, um, but where you just feel like people come to you, they have built you have built, you become a, a trustworthy person for them and they're coming to you for something rich and deep and from the Lord. And because your well is low, and your reservoir is low and you haven't been with the Lord, you don't have anything for them. Yeah. Um, and then of course you have the, the 
opposite happen where you feel like because you plugged into the Lord, someone comes to you with something and it speaks directly to what you heard from the Lord recently. And it's mm-hmm. like, yes, yes, this is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The Lord spoke this to me and now I get to share it with you. When the opposite of that happens, when you feel dry and tired yeah. and worn out so and weak and then you don't have something, I feel bad. I went into this to help people. Yeah. And when I can't do that, that tears me apart. So I see that in like, you know, pastoral counseling situations. I see that in leadership of our church. When when crisis happens or conflict happens, you want to be able to lead well. And when I'm not spiritually well with the Lord, how can I lead well? Yeah. And I've learned and been through tough seasons where I haven't been as close to the Lord and I feel like I haven't led as well. So I guess if, oh, bottom line, I felt like, hey, I want to do this well. I want to serve well. And, and the best way to do that is to be connected to the Lord. Yeah. Now, we've talked about this a little bit. You're an Enneagram 2. And you have a unique way of maybe stuffing things, you know, when when things are going wrong or you internalize it. Um, Tell us about that. Like what happens? What's what goes wrong for you? Like, why do you allow this stuff to churn over and over and over again in you instead of, you know, run to Jesus and get some fresh water? Yeah. So what I learned about twos along the journey was twos have this propensity to be so focused on helping others, they put their own needs behind. And there's something so marvelously foolish about that. Yeah. And so what should have happened in that moment where, you know, I, where these three folks came to me and I had some internal mischief happening, what I should have done in that moment was after it happened, reach out to either an accountability partner or mm. someone at church who I can trust or an elder that I can really trust and say, Hey, I'm kind of going through some a little weight right now and I could use some support in prayer. Instead, what I did was I stuffed it and that's mischievous and creates chaos. So you kind of develop this martyrdom complex and I think some unhealthy stuff bubbled up in me and thanks be to God, God reveals it and says, Hey, let's knock that off and let me help you get healthy again. Yeah. I think, I think we all do that to some degree, maybe not to the degree that, that a two does, but we feel sorry for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, like we want to hide. We're like, ah, forget it. What do you think is like the long-term impact on the ministry or the church or the organization that we're leading when, because because what, what it sounds like you're really doing when you're playing the martyr, it's hard to lead well when you're playing the martyr, mm-hmm. right? You're, 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 you're stuffing stuff. You're, you're probably not thinking rightly about people. So like what happens in the life of an organization, especially when the, when the, you know, the first chair decides to, you know, just have this other little pity party you know, going on inside. Yeah, yeah. The, fir- the first chair needs to be totally aligned with the Lord. Yeah. And if you're um, uh, having this martyrdom, what was me complex, or feel like you're stuffing it, there's things you're not sharing, or things you're not getting out, then the organization, the church, is going to, f- I think, eventually feel that weight. And also, what I'm so obsessed with is, well, that leads to some toxicity in the heart and mind of a leader that's going to bubble up somewhere. Yeah. And so I think the point of this is if you sense it at all in you, let's do something about it and let's let it out. Let the Lord shine light in it and, and let him minister to you. So you read this Enneagram book. How do you feel like that helped you maybe get your bearings about this part of your dark side? That's a great question. So that book was like a scalpel to my soul. Um, I felt like somebody had gone into me and written a paragraph or a chapter about me and then let me read it. And I was like, oh man, that's me. And I got to do some work on it. And so I guess ultimately what it led me to is to realize um, I am wired 
to be so focused on others that I got to make sure I care for myself and care for myself means being connected to the Lord first. So what's the name of that book? The Road Back to You. So we'll link to that in the show notes. What is the trap, Brian? Like what is, what is the enemy trying to trick you into? Mm, the trap I think is pride. Uh, the trap is that I'm the only one who can handle this, that I'm the one who's supporting people. I'm the one who's helping people and my needs aren't important. And of course that's folly uh, yeah. because the leader, the needs of a leader need to be attended to. The leader needs self-care. The leader needs to be aligned with the Lord. Come on, man. Self-care leader needs to be attended to everybody hearing that. So, um, we've, we've had the chance to walk through many years together as bros and that's been super healthy and and helpful to me. What do you think? What has helped you in your journey to, to get your bearings with this thing? What has been helpful to reinforce this idea of not dude, like you need to have self-care? I have so appreciated hanging with you guys because it's helped me see that I'm not alone and that there is a safe and healthy place for me to vent. And there's been moments where I've been with you guys and didn't even know how I felt because two so stuffed their feelings. Yeah. But then we together ask each other open-ended questions that unearth stuff in me that I even felt. Yeah. And so I didn't, yeah. it wasn't even feelings. I was, it was so, it was so, so down deep. And so I think the first thing is you got to get with people who are going to ask you open-ended questions, who are going to check in with your soul, even if even if you're not going to be feeling like you want to do it, it's an important work to do. One thing that's marked by twos is that when someone asks you, how are you feeling? You're uncomfortable with that question. Like you don't even know how to answer that question. And that is definitely true for me. Um, But that's an important question to answer. And every leader needs to be able to answer that question. Mm -hmm. And being with you guys, I feel like, and with other folks, of course, too, but I can feel like I can answer that question. Yeah. And I ought to be able to answer that question. And that question gets answered best when you're aligned with the Lord. So one of the things that, just so everyone's understanding this, Brian and I have been part of a group for many years of pastors or pastorly kinds of people. Uh, Mike Bryant was on the podcast recently. He's a part of that group. And one of the awesome, wonderful things about this, it's completely voluntary. Nobody's making us do it. We're just pastors in the same community. But we're peers. And what that means is there's no power differences in the room, right? Like you don't have to be pastor. You just get to be bro. And that, you know, and there's there's just experiences that leaders that are on a similar level have that they share that they need to be able to talk about. And so just to help everybody understand what that tool is, mm. that took a lot of years, I think, to form, mm-hmm. you know, getting to know one another. But it, it has contributed, it, or it has just continued to contribute to, I think, everybody's spiritual health who's a part of that. So Thanks be to God. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. I think also uh, getting an accountability partner and what that does is it gives you a safe place to say, I'm not okay. It gives you a place to vent and it's somebody who literally asks you a question, tell me what's going on in the last couple of weeks of your life. Uh, What are you not proud of? What have been tough moments for you? What do you need to confess? And I think that's also unearthing and and leading to personal pastoral well-being um, because you're being cared for. And when you think about the people that have fallen recently over the past couple of years, I think in almost every case that I can think of, there was some level of, well, they had an issue, but nobody was asking them about it yep. or they were hiding it. There was no one there to be like, no, shut up. Tell me the real thing. What's going on? So yep. yeah, that's huge. What about what, what role has God's word played in this? Eat an essential role. I feel like every time I get to my desk and everyone does their own walk with the Lord uh, differently. Mine is my office can be a quiet place and a safe place for me to connect with the Lord. Yeah. And so I feel like every day is like a battle of my flesh. Am I going to try to produce yeah. or am I going to dive into the Lord first? And so 
every day it's like, all right, I, I know this is going to be a better day for me ministry wise if I connect with the Lord right now. Yeah, yeah. And so I know that like if I go to the Lord first, that he's going to give me what I need for today and for the days and weeks to come. Yeah. And so I've realized the importance of it. I've seen the beauty of it. And then also I have people holding me accountable to do it. Yeah. So that's yeah. part of what our elders do at that's our it. church, which yeah. is how you do with the Lord. I have a journal um, where I mark down where I'm at and what I'm learning and what I'm hearing from the Lord. And I have an elder who peeks in on it and says, great job, Brian, keep Attaboy. going. And so yeah. instead of just being evaluated on, you know, metrics that churches can normally be evaluated on, Part of my evaluation is, am I hearing from the Lord? Ooh, come on. That's so awesome. You mentioned earlier, and I think it definitely works like this. When when I'm well-read in the scriptures, when I'm spending consistent time with God, consistent time in prayer, whatever the day brings, usually like, oh, I just read about that. Like the Lord mm. knows what's coming, and so he just leads you to the right places so yeah. that your well is full. Yeah. And when you neglect it, you're, you don't even know what you missed. Like yeah. you don't know what God wanted to bring that day, yeah. but you didn't have that answer. Yeah. That's so good. I know there's folks that they're not pastors. They can't, or you know, they're not in full-time ministry. They can't go into the office and just see God. I know yeah. that people don't always have the same amount of time. I know for me, even when it is only 15 minutes during lunch, mm. you know, during the workday, just that, just pouring in, you're filling your well again, and you're getting what you need for what's up ahead. Well, that's all the time we have for today, friends. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll finish our interview next time. Now, depending where you're viewing or listening to this, don't forget to like and subscribe. And patrons, I can't begin to express my gratitude for those of you who support the Bible Leadership Podcast on Patreon. Your generosity is humbling. And I will be forever grateful. If you're interested in becoming a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash Bible leadership. Anything you pledge goes a long way toward helping us create more digital resources to help people grow as spiritual leaders. We're believing God for big things, and we couldn't do this without you, so thank you. Also, Sword Girls coming up, the all-ladies conference at Torch of Faith Church in Grays Lake, Illinois, on September 20th and 21st. This is our fourth year in a row, and this is the conference for ladies that need a refresh, a recharge. They need some fresh vision. They need some connect time. Maybe you're going to go with a group, or you're going to go with your grandma, or you're going to go with your niece. However you're going to go, you can get your tickets right now at swordgirlconference.com for only $95. Jamie Ivey, Stephanie Boyce, Sophie Hudson, and Mackenzie Carter. Ladies, you know you're worth it, so you might as well just do it. Finally, if you're enjoying the Bible Leadership Podcast, why don't you share it with a leader or volunteer in your life? Who knows how God could use you to stir somebody else up to raise their leadership lid? Hey, things can get better but we need you to lead. It's time to be steady. So hold tight to your Bible. Keep moving forward. We'll see you next time.